0: Welcome to the weekly message from Rhema Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Well, Father, uh, we thank you for your word today. Thank you, Father, as we get into it. You just help us to uh, the word that just becomes alive to us, Father, that it ministers to us, it teaches us, exhorts us, uh, gives us understanding Father so we thank you uh, to help us uh, do minister your word today and we give you praise and glory for everything that you do in the name of Jesus Amen um, yeah and so uh, there was an atheist scientist that came to God and said we figured out how to make a man without you God said okay let me see you do it so the atheist bent down to the ground and scooped up a handful of dirt but god stopped him and said oh no you don't get your own dirt (laughs) hey so you hear about the person that started a diet after starting a new diet uh, i altered my drive to work to avoid passing my favorite bakery i accidentally drove by the bakery this morning and as i approached there was There in the window was a host of chocolates, donuts, and cheesecakes. I felt this was no accident, so I prayed, Lord, it's up to you. If you want me to have any of these delicious goodies, create a parking place for me directly in front of the bakery. And sure enough, on the eighth time around the block, there it was. (laughs) God is so good. (laughs) Okay. We can relate to that, can't we? Okay, so we're... We're on the last week of this series that we've been doing. It's called Difference Makers, okay? And so this series was designed so whoever ministered could, whatever they had on their heart, they could give that out. And I just said, whoever's ministering, can you just ask the Lord what it is and then give it out? It's something that can make a difference in people's lives. So this is the last week that we're on it. So uh, the Lord gave me something to minister along this line. So the first thing I wanted to do is just define... Difference maker so I looked it up, and it's not there so I thought I have to come up with my own definition So here's my definition of a difference maker. It's a person or truth that makes a difference You know I went to four years of university Okay, and so I hope you appreciate that definition But um so a difference maker is it's a person or truth. We're gonna focus more in on the truth Okay, because truth can make a difference and first of all, all, our lives. And this is what we want to talk about. So there, um, we're going to give a truth out today. So today, here's what the Lord put on my heart to talk about. And that is unity. Okay? So if you notice here that I have this slide here. And we're, when we talk about unity, it, unity it affects us in a lot of different arenas. Arenas of life. So you see the top picture up there. You know, you got, uh, you got friendship and you know you can have unity and friendship you go over there and you see two wedding rings you know unity in a marriage makes a huge difference okay you got team you know you can say that picture there with all the hands when you have teams unity uh, when it comes to teamwork makes a huge difference for being fruitful and effective and then you could even say at the office you know the workplace that that bottom picture there that when you have unity it makes a big difference uh, when you're at the office or wherever you work. And then over here, of course, we, we do church. You know, we're at church today. But when you have unity with a church, it makes a huge difference. So um, we're going to talk about that today because it's a difference maker. All right, so unity, let's just define it real quickly. Unity is the state of being in full agreement. So if somebody's in unity, it means they are in the state of being in full agreement. So that's pretty big time. Here's the scripture that we can even see that what the Lord said about unity. In Psalm 133 in verse one, he said, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And so this is the creator of the universe, that's God, and he's saying this, what he thinks about unity. And it's it's really not even what he thinks. He's like saying, this thing is like really important, it's major this is the truth about unity it's not just my thoughts but this is the truth about unity if you have unity I think that's good and pleasant and notice he said dwell that means like you're living there it's like you're living in unity so it's a difference maker and we want to look into it today because I I believe it'll be helpful uh, for people individually but also helping us corporately okay So, um, let's first of all look at some scriptures. Let's talk about like the elements and evidence of unity. There's different elements, you could say components, and then, you know, when you look, when we read these scriptures, you're gonna like see things that just, like it's evidence that there was unity with this group. So we're gonna look at Genesis chapter 11 and verse number one, and that says, now the whole earth had one language and the same words. Now that's a, a wonderful thing, uh, as you notice there that we underlined a few things. They have one language and the same words. And as the people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language. Per questo per motivo persone different persone parla different lang- no, anyway I'm sorry I lost it I I, I was going to say something in Italian and I just it, I just didn't have it right there <laughs> Per questa cose io parlo italiano okay but anyway uh, that's why there's different languages right here this is the reason why okay so we're gonna just take a look at this and we're gonna pull out some of these elements and evidence here and look at some things about unity so here's the first thing that we want to look at the evidence of unity is one language and the same words All right. so we are living in a day and actually I'm one of those people I haven't had time recently I think pastoring uh, uh, changes things with your time but there used to be a day that I like to watch like on TV when the parliament comes together and and I especially, I used to like, before we moved to Australia, I like the British parliament. And you know, you watch those guys in the British parliament, you know, and you gotta have tough skin, man. And you know, somebody makes a point and then the other guy tears in, and they're they're tearing into each other. You just have to be a tough skin person to handle that. But they're always like, you know, they're always giving a contrary view. And so what we wanna do is we wanna make sure that we don't really, think that's the way marriage is <laughs> like in a marriage that all you ever want to do is give a contrary view we don't want to think that you know and you don't want a bunch of, let me balance it we don't want to have a bunch of yes people when it comes to leadership and just surround yourself with yes people and be a dictator but on the other side of the coin we don't want to go over on the other side and there's always a contrary opinion or a contrary view okay so so um when there's unity an agreement, eventually it gets to where there is one language and the same words. And, and really, that really has to do with what you believe. If everyone can start believing the same thing, they'll start talking the same way. That has to do with marriage, even the workplace. You know, you know uh, if you work for somebody, and if you think your job is to always give your boss a contrary view, and that's really not what you were hired for, <laughs> it's like that was not in your job description to always disagree with your boss and give a contrary view of course it can affect you from being promoted and, and various things you won't be one of the favorites so you know that's the, these kind of things work across the board in a lot of different arenas and then uh, you notice here in this scripture also that people in unity they say us they say ourselves and they say we okay and they don't really say I. And uh, then you also notice that when God talked and referred to them, He said they and them. So God said they and them. They were so into unity with their us and we and ourselves that when God was, you know, watching them from heaven, He said they and them. That's talking about when people really get together and they believe the same thing and talk the same thing. So then God said, nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. And and I thought it was uh, interesting in the book of Acts that uh, you'll see a place there in the book of Acts that Peter and John, they went to minister and uh, they actually had some, a great miracle happen when they were ministering. But you'll notice that Peter said, look on us. But John wasn't doing anything. Peter, he obviously thought, John is so with me in his heart and with his beliefs and in the spirit that Peter said, look on us. But Peter's the one that prayed and declared and had a miracle happen. And John was just kind of with him. And, and so think about this, even when it comes to signs and wonders and miracles, when you get a group of people that they want to just believe the same thing, that, you know, think about this, that we think, hey, we're a church family, and if somebody in our family gets attacked with sickness and disease, like, let's really get into unity, and even if you're not the one that's doing the praying, like, in your heart, with your heart and just the, every fiber of your being, just let's believe that that, whatever that sickness is, is going to get eradicated from that person, and, and that's, it just really, it, it's a difference maker, Okay. Uh, And so then, also, let's look at another thing. People who choose, uh, and then, sorry, uh, God said, nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. So, uh, here's the thing about unity in a marriage. If you can get unity in your marriage as a married couple, the, the dreams that you have, the vision and dreams and, and everything that God gave you as a married couple, if you can come together in agreement, you'll be able to have those things fulfilled. Nothing nothing can stop you. Uh, so, you know, we have a, a lot of funny stories that we could tell about our marriage. And, uh, and of course, if you think anyone has a perfect marriage, you know, you're wrong about that. You know, a little funny thing that happened with my brother Joe, he's a pastor, and he just went away to get married. And I helped him uh, in the early days of his church. So, we left Bible school and I was we ended up in my hometown and I just offered uh, the Lord instructed me to offer myself to my brother and serve him so I served him for a year after Bible school as he planted a new church so they 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 planted the church in August they went away to get married he met his wife at Bible school they got married in October and then somewhere you know around January or February he was teaching and said my wife and I have never had an argument and we never will and so there, I was sitting in the back because I'm like the ministry helps and do And this guy stood up and walked out and I thought, well, I'm going to go follow him. And I got, I got him in the hallway and I said, hey, you know, can I help you? You, you need to know where the restroom is. Can I help you? He goes, he goes, your brother doesn't know what reality is. He said, I'm, I'm going to leave for a few weeks or months and I'll come back when he actually wakes up to reality because if he thinks he's never going to have an argument or disagreement with his wife, he's wrong. So uh, I don't know if he ever came back, uh, but... But, you know, anybody that's married is going to have a disagreement. So, um, uh, so God, we're, we were talking about, um, I believe, just, you know, I'll just move on to the next point. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the next thing that we want to say is this, that people, well, let's, let, that's, the, I jumped ahead. God said, nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. So people that believe and talk the same way, they can do impossible things. The next thing is people who choose to be agreeable and unify become unstoppable. It's just another way to say it. So when you can do that uh, with friendships, you can do that with marriage, you can do that with work, you can do that with church. When you choose just to be agreeable and come into unity, you become unstoppable okay so the moment now here's what's in- interesting about the scripture that we read the moment that God confused their language they left off building isn't that interesting they were God saw what they were doing and he was like th- thinking somebody needs to stop this because n- these guys can accomplish anything they set their minds to do because they're in like unity okay and so he confused their language isn't it interesting as soon as you stop believing the same thing and as soon as you stop talking the same thing, that also means there's going to be stop with fruit, with productivity. Isn't that interesting? So uh, it's really important in marriage. It's important at the workplace. It's also important with spiritual things, church, that we believe the same thing and we talk the same thing. When that is going on, then there is going to be more power available, more anointing available, etc. Okay? So, the last thing we want to say is it's difficult to thrive when there is a lack of agreement and disunity. Okay? It's difficult to thrive. So, marriages thrive when there's agreement, all right? Friendships thrive when people can get along. The workplace thrives when people are in agreement and unity and so it is with the body of Christ it thrives when there's agreement okay so let's look at this now uh, what what can help us get there alright so there's like three elements and there's more than this but we only have so much time unless you want to stay all day and so there's like three elements that bring unity alright so we want to just like look at three things today that can bring unity and here here they are it's like common goals unselfishness and God's will will take time for each of these but when it when it comes to having it like if you can get common goals if you can be unselfish and then if you can know the will of God you can uh, come into unity so let's look at each one of these so here's the first one we want to look at and that's like common goals all right so common goals and uh, you can put that up there common goals and uh, unity is that cute um so with that common goals unity is created when the goals of the organization are put first now i use the word organization i know we're in church and i know that of course we could say church but i did that for one reason because i believe that when we minister the word god wants to help people in a lot of different arenas so god wants to help people if you You know, if you work somewhere, God wants to help you with that. If you own a business, God wants to help you with that. God wants to help us with church. So unity is created when the goals of the organization are put first. And so what happened with me when I went off to go, something I never expected to do, uh, growing up in my family and where we lived and going across the country, ending up, at a Bible school, I didn't expect to do that, I didn't expect to be in Australia, I didn't expect that I'd be standing on a platform teaching and preaching as a pastor, never expected any of those things, wasn't my idea. But I went off to go to Bible school, when I showed up at the Bible school, uh, I look back on this now and I understand that I didn't know what was going on, I just accidentally fell into all of this. But I'm, I'm sitting there at the Bible school and I'm seeing I'm looking at that ministry it was it was a a worldwide ministry and all of a sudden I got a heart to serve the vision I'll say it again I got a heart to serve the vision and so when I got a heart to serve the vision all that mattered to me was to help them fulfill the vision okay now you have to understand that was back in 1981 so where are we at today you know, it's 91, 201, 211, 217. So 30, 35 years ago, right? You didn't realize I was that young, did you? So that's, that happened 35 years ago. You know, we were in a different world 35 years ago. I don't know if they had cell phones or mobile phones. I don't think they did. They didn't have Facebook. How, was the internet going 35 years ago? No internet, no Facebook, no mobile phones. And I'm still alive. No. But, but, um, but so you understand, it, it was a different world. And so people were more focused. They were more focused. Like some of these things that we have today, they can get people out, out of focus. You know, you could see Paul, you know, like Jesus, instead of going up to the mountain and praying all night, he said, I got to like go through my Facebook and go like, 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 you know. Uh, we may not have some healings and miracles tomorrow, but at least I, I got my likes in. You know, and I I know I'm being a little bit silly, but all these things can be a distraction. So so anyway, you know, this whole thing about I I saw what was going on there, and I wanted to serve that vision. And with that said, it was a different world back then because we have to watch today's world because it's so much about taking some selfish, and it, it gets so much about, so instead of like serving a vision, it can be like, what can you do for me? and so back in those days it was that wasn't even really it was you didn't go somewhere to say well I'm coming here and I want to know what you can do for me I wasn't thinking that the Lord said go there I saw what was going on and then all of a sudden I wanted to serve a vision I started to serve the vision guess what when I start serving the vision the Lord start doing stuff for me and I start getting prepared to do what I'm doing today but I wasn't even thinking about today I just got so involved in serving the vision so what am I talking about I there was like common goals there what can we do to serve this vision so if we can actually do that you know it's like it's one of the elements that it's necessary to come into a place of unity so it's a common goal so you see that in Genesis chapter 11 and verse 3 it says and they said to one another come let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly and they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar and then the next verse says then they said come let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its tops in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth if you notice there here's some two things that you notice they had resources that's brick and mortar and they had vision which is common goals all right so we we could say that you know like we have a like a huge resource we have god's word and we have the holy spirit that's that's like we could say you know if you want to like do a spiritual thing having the Word of God like answers for every situation in our life along with the Holy Spirit who shows us things to come, etc., anoints us and graces us, strengthens us. So we have that. So you see that they had resource and they had common goals and they began to set out. So I just want you to think about your life and apply this like in your life, relationships, work, and church. So let's first of all just say a few things about like life, alright, so like I know in my life simply my own personal life, I want to apply God's word you know, so like, what, what do I want for my life? I want to apply God's word and I want to be a doer of the word it's like, hear the word and do the word, it's really simple so if every Christian in their personal life just would think, okay, I'm going to come into agreement with God and his word I'm going to hear the word and I'm going to do it so if my flesh doesn't really like that part of the Word, I'm still going to hear it, and I'm going to do it. So that's like the, our personal life. But then our relationships, when it comes to relationships, I also want to apply God's Word and His Spirit in relationships. So, so the fruit of the Spirit. Like we all have the fruit of the Spirit. So like in, in, our, in our marriage, you know, sometimes like, uh, you know, it's probably me more than my wife. I, I'll own up to it, you know, that I might have a disagreement. Or a misunderstanding you know remember why is that you know but here's here's the thing <laughs> as, as soon as <laughs> as soon as i start going there and i know everyone's different but but you know when you have the love of god on the inside of you i don't know it, my my it doesn't even feel good like out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water you have the holy ghost in on the inside of you in your belly and and from that place you have living waters coming out Anytime that we ever start having a disagreement, I'm gr- it's, it's a grieving thing. I don't know about you guys as Christians, but I can't hold a grudge and get mad for very long because it just grieves my spirit. Because yeah, right. we, got, we got the love of God on the inside. So we've, we've had disagreements and stuff, and right as soon as we start going, I just like stop and smile, and I go, I'm sorry. That's really easy to do. Yeah. You can just stop and say, I'm sorry. I, I don't even know why that bugged me. Sometimes you get pressure on you and the pressure that gets on you and you start, you know. And, um, and you just, but on the, you're, you're like grieved on the inside when you're doing it. And all you have to do is stop it. Say, I'm sorry. Forgive me. You know, so in our, we have the, holy, the fruits of the Spirit. We can forgive. And I heard that there was a great message from Pastor James on forgiving and forgetting. We can love, yield, be patient, be kind we got that all that on the inside of us okay and then let's talk about work you know at the workplace uh, we can model Christ at the workplace now I, you know like you, and I know this because I worked when I first got saved I went back to work in a machine shop I was a machinist, a, a tradey. so I, I got you know made redundant got saved while I was out in redundancy there got called back to work as a born again Christian and i just know when i went back into there thank the lord i figured this out he gave me wisdom that however i go back in there if i go back in there and, like the way i was and use the f word every other word and have a bad attitude then forget ever telling them about jesus cuz they don't want to they're not going to really want to listen so like you know i thought when i go back in there i have to go back in there as a christian if i ever want a platform to share christ you know so like at the workplace you know you, you have to decide to get your platforms. Maybe some of you thought, well, I already blew it. My platform doesn't exist because I haven't really acted that way. You know what? If you just humble yourself, go to the Lord and say, Lord, I, I really messed my platform up at work, but thank God for your grace. I received cleansing for that, Lord. And now I want your wisdom to help rebuild my platform so I can be a witness at work. And I'm sure the Lord has enough wisdom to help you rebuild that where you can start being a witness where you work. He'll do that for you. It's never too late with Him. And then one last thing like with the church, you know. So, uh, like we're, the church, why do we exist? Save, establish, train, and send. Okay, so they have a common goal. Like why, do, why are we alive? It's not really, I know sometimes in this world it's really hard not to get, make it about ourselves but the reason that we, as soon as you become a Christian, the reason we are here is because we're here to get people saved, establish them, train them, position them, or send them. That's why we're here, okay? All right, real quickly, we'll move on, and let's talk real quickly about unselfishness, all right? So, unselfishness, we could say this, all right? And uh, you can put that up. Unselfish, uh, unity is created when people care about their family, friends, or co-workers more than themselves. Okay, I'll say it one more time. Unity is created when people care more about their family, friends, or co-workers more than themselves. Okay, isn't that a sweet thing about that mother is teaching her daughter to give something to somebody else? So Philippians 2, in verse 3, it says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. So this is something in the Bible that, like, God is telling us, like, we should, like, look at other people and count them more significant than ourselves. So it's like walking around and the people that you see, like, man, I, like, you have a gift on the inside of you and I really value that gift. And the Bible says to even value people's gifts more than yourself and uh so it's it's right there so I I like this older minister said this and uh it really left an impression on me that he said when he and his wife would sit down to eat and you know one of them would cook but if there was two pieces of chicken he made sure his wife got the better piece of chicken if there was two pieces of sausage and eggs he made sure his wife always got the better one and, so, and of course, you know, the wife always has the option to say, hey, that's too big, you can eat it. My, I, like my wife always does that, hey, you can have the bigger piece. But I just like the thing that, he, that got into me when I heard it. I wasn't married at the time that he always said, I always made sure my wife got the better piece. You know, it's like caring about somebody more than yourself, uh, being unselfish. So it works in marriage, but it also works in the kingdom of God. All right, here's one other scripture, Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. It says, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. And so the Bible actually tells us that we should outdo each other to show honor. It's it's great to show honor to other people, to value people and honor them. Where a husband can, can honor your wife, wife can honor the husband we can honor leaders you know and in our society I mean uh, you know the West was one you know like the pioneers came over to America and they say the further West you went the more chaotic it was and wild you know because they were like the real pioneers and then Australia the way that Australia was pioneered you know I mean some tough people you know uh, and uh, and so in these kind of societies they're like so different we lived in Asia for four years and boy you just don't you don't, you're not disrespectful to elders in those ancient places. Like you go over to those countries that have been around a couple thousand years, we've been around a couple hundred years, and you see the way that they treat elders and everything. It's a whole different thing. So it's really good in our young countries here, I'm a dual citizen of two countries, but both countries are around 200 plus years old. But in these young countries where, that we actually bring honor in, you know, and we we actually honor elders. We honor one another. So being unselfish like that, okay? Uh, so this one little quick story about this: like we lived in Singapore for four years. So we have Pastor Lawrence coming. Well, the church he's coming from, the last I heard, it has forty thousand people. That church, at one time years ago, <clears throat> there was a pastor, <clears throat> and we know him. Uh, we're, I wouldn't say we're friends with him, but we've had conversations, with, and he's been in Australia. <clears throat> We saw him down on the Gold Coast at a conference 10 years ago, the guy, the pastor I'm talking, his name is Pastor Henry. He was the founding pastor of the church I'm talking about. They had about 200 or 300 people when he was pastoring, and he had this associate named Joseph Prince, and he looked at Joseph Prince and thought, wow, I see the call and anointing on his life. I think that he would be a better senior pastor, and I would be better off to serve him. So he went to him and the board and said, I feel like I should step down and I should put him, we should put him in as the senior pastor and I want to serve him. Well, that's, I don't know how many years ago, they had two or three hundred people. They have 40,000 people today. Pastor Henry now, he ministers to the Mandarin group, the the people that speak Mandarin. That's because in Singapore they have different languages. So now he's ministering to a couple thousand Mandarin people in Mandarin where he used to minister to two or three hundred in English is that see he humbled himself and got really unselfish he, he looked at like the big picture and thought this is better for the kingdom of God isn't that wonderful and, and I think none of us should be territorial you can ask my wife you know and you can ask some of the people close if the Lord ever said to me there's somebody better to do this I, I care about the work I don't care about myself you know legacies are sometimes overrated It's like when we get up to heaven, the Lord is going to say, did you do what I told you to do? Okay. Okay, so then the last thing we'll talk about today is God's will. All right. So these are elements that bring unity. God's will. So unity is created when the truth of God's will is put first. Okay, unity is created when the truth of God's will is put first. So God's will, and and, uh, we'll just uh, say a few more things today god's will is the only source of truth for every sphere of life every every area of life the standard the truth is god's will or word okay it's a problem solver it's a unifier god's will it unites enables fuels and powers personal lives marriages friendships the workplace and the church okay so god's wo- uh, his his will there's like two main areas of the will of God like right now as we're sitting here together having church so it, it involves us personally and us corporately but God is sitting up in heaven and he's watching over the whole world and he's thinking about his plan for redemption for the entire world so God's will and what's going on he is looking after uh, you know jesus shed his blood and god's like looking down on the world thinking about his plan worldwide so that's going on and his plan is to get people saved establish them train them and get them in place okay and he's watching over that but then his plan also and purpose for our individual lives that place us in the larger plan okay so when we talk about god's will it's getting us where we get in place so we can get people saved, established, trained, in sin, Okay, and so uh, when it comes, what we're talking about, and we're running out of time uh, to get it all out, but you only have so much time on a Sunday, is these three things, the will of God, unselfishness, and what was the first one, common goals. And so as we go through the year, we're gonna do our best to put out vision, common goals, to help people know what the will of God was, to help all of us not be territorial or selfish, but to honor one another, this is what we're gonna do this year. So let's close with one last scripture today, and that's the benefits of unity. Okay, so uh, real quickly, the benefits of unity, it says, uh, behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Now look at this, it is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion, for where the Lord has, co- for there the Lord has commanded the blessing forevermore." So you can see that if you have unity in your marriage, God's presence and anointing can be in your house. Talk about oil. you know. Uh, we lived in Sicily, and i tell you, you think when you get extra virgin olive oil, you think that's thick? We lived in Sicily, and when you become friends with Sicilians, and they have like olives, they give you a bottle of the, before it goes off to the, where they bottle it and make it a little bit thinner. We're talking really thick. That oil is real thick. The word oil in the Old Testament, one of the definitions is like fat, like fat. You know when we talk about the presence and the anointing god wants to smear us with his anointing and power it's thick it's heavy it's fat and so when we when you can get into agreement you can have that in your house and in your marriage you can have it uh, at the workplace you know i know that if you work with non-christians you can only do your part and i understand that they do their own thing but at least you can do your part okay but we can have it in church also and where that is there's power and there's anointing so I just uh, one and we'll close right here I'm gonna just tell you one really quick story when um when we moved to Sicily we we moved to Sicily in 1993 Liliana was I don't know how many months old she was three months old and she was like real fidgety and all that and and so Patsy was gonna make her some pastina huh okay well how old was she then uh, she was already a year old okay this happened when she was a year old, and, but anyway, it's hard to remember all the details, but I have help. So she's like a year old, and she's being fidgety, and Patsy thought, I gotta make her some pastina. Now if you live in Italy or Sicily, you know that there's a way to do everything, and everyone does it like, so at that age, you gotta make pastina, and then after you make it, you put some nice extra virgin olive oil in there and then feed it to your baby. So she gets the water boiling, and she thought, well, she's fidgety, I, I can't keep an eye on her, so I'm going to set her up here near the stove. Well, one-year-olds don't know any better, so she put her hand in the boiling water. I was upstairs, and we, there was no carpet. It was, a, it was like, you know, in Italy, they don't use carpet. It's all stone and, and, and you know, like that. So she screamed. Like and it's like went through the house and I ran downstairs and I said what happened and and she put and Patsy goes she put her hand in the boiling water and I go but how did she get close to put it in and she goes I set her on the counter and so you know I'm I'm, I'm having one of those times where you know like you're really and it's like and I I said what did you do to my daughter you know (laughs) and uh so we, we called a guy named Samuele, you know, uh, Samuel. And he was an ex-special force policeman, and he was attending the Bible school we were doing. He came over real fast to take us to the hospital. And so we go get in, and it looked like third-degree burns. So we get in, and I'm like so mad at her, and I want to tell her off so bad. And she sits on one side, and, and one of us was holding, and Lily's screaming and in pain. And I'm thinking, when this is all over, she's going to hear it from me, you know. <laughs> and um so we go to the first hospital and they go you came to the wrong hospital this is a third deg- this is a third-degree burn you need to go to another hospital so we got back in the car and we start going that way well i'm sitting in the car and i'm thinking what would it hurt for me to forgive patsy i mean it only could be good if i just let go of this right now and forgive her and never forgive and forget and never say anything about it again except in front of a whole congregation You know, but." <laughs> <laughs> but but what I did is I I thought I'm going to do this. I'm going to forgive and that means when I forgive I'm not going to bring it up to her. I'm going to forget it. Pastor James taught on that, you know. And so I thought I'm going to I made the adjustment in our heart and I didn't say anything to anybody in the car. I thought I'm not going to do that to her. It's going to be done. When I s- s- did that, Samuele started to worship God and sing in Italian. And when he start, and you know, because the atmosphere in that car was terrible before I did that. You could cut the strife with a knife. And so when I did that, it's like something changed there. Sam Wellley started to sing and worship God, and we all start singing and worshiping God. The presence of God came into the car, and Liliana fell asleep. And she was like, ugh. And then we got to the hospital and took her in, and, and, and they looked, and she go, they go, what are you at this hospital for? This isn't third-degree burns, this is only first-degree burns her hand went from third-degree burns on the way to a different hospital to first-degree burns because I decided to forgive and forget, and the anointing and power of God came into that car. And to make a long story short, within one week, her hand was totally healed and never a scar on it, okay? It pays to, it pays, it pays. Do not hold on to grudges. Forgive and forget. It pays to get into unity. Father, thank you so much today for your word. Father, just thank you that this uh, leaves, uh, uh, this is like uh, imparted, Father, is the word. This is imparted into people's hearts, the word that was spoken today, Father, and that you will bring it back when it's needed, Father, and there'll be uh, an understanding and there'll be fruitfulness in this area, Lord. Thank you for... Uh, doing that, Heavenly Father, give you all the praise and glory for causing your word to be alive in people in Jesus' name. Father, before we dismiss today, we just want to make sure that if anyone is with us today and they have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, Father, thank you that you can speak to their hearts today, that you can let them know today there is a heaven to gain and a hell to lose there is eternal life waiting for people and all that is necessary is a decision to accept Jesus as Lord father thank you for the scripture that you gave us that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord that we can be saved thank you for making that scripture real to anyone that is with us today That it's simply believing that Jesus is lord with the heart and declaring it with the mouth thank you lord for doing that amen if you could i'd like to invite you to close your eyes today and just real quickly before we dismiss we want to give you an opportunity if you're with us today and you do not know jesus is lord you are not sure that if you died today that you would go to heaven and it's very important to know that so we're going to say a prayer the whole congregation and when we say this prayer you have this opportunity you can pray with your heart and say and repeat these things we're just gonna simply pray and give you an opportunity to confess Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead so I invite you to close your eyes so you can concentrate and you can pray this from your heart and you just mean every single word from the, the depths of your heart you believe this and say it from your heart so let's do this together let's pray heavenly father thank you for sending jesus jesus thank you that you came for me that you loved me you died for me you took my sin you went to hell and god raised you for me jesus you are lord And I believe God raised you from the dead. You are welcome in my heart. Thank you so much that you love me first. Because now I can love you. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at rhema.org.au. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at ramer.org.au.